0: Truth. What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to you For not Radio. Ufonoth Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the Matrix to examine the worlds of
1: ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Ufonoth Radio,
2: only on PSN.
1: On Radio, June 1st, 2017, Jesse Randolph here at the helm. At my side, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino, are you there, sir?
2: I counted him present as usual, Mr. Randolph.
1: Fantastic. You know, uh, we didn't do a show last week, and I had two weeks to prep for this show. And I will say that the rabbit hole on this one tonight... This Corey Good saga has been frustrating, entertaining, dramatic, uh, so many adjectives. I wouldn't, I couldn't begin. It's been really amazing, Be- but there's been good and bad, and we're going to talk about that tonight. But tonight's show is all about Corey Good. And what we're going to do is, instead of just sitting here rapping about what I think about Corey Good, because most of you already know all that, and Besides, who really cares at some point? I mean, uh, what we want to do is find out what Corey Good represents to the top tier folks in ufology, right? Like Angela Espino. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Mr. Lou Sheehan. Correct. You know, top level. Which by the way, uh, shout, out to,
2: shout out to Lou Sheehan. He was kind of upset that we didn't do a live show last week. He-
1: was shout to out! Call in. Sh- yeah. No, shout yeah. out to his uh, Keenan uh, listener. Yeah, he oh, always man. sends me these great emails, and he listens to the show. And uh, shout out to him if we're going to give shout outs. Jesus, I didn't know we were up to oh, that. Rock on, man! All right, fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, ufology is really at a crossroads right now, Angel, and it's this pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's none of it's really all that good right now. and I keep I keep laughing because the whole show's about Corey Good, of course, and I keep doing Corey's that all week. Corey's no
2: good. Uh-oh. Well,
1: and and uh, that would be your opinion, apparently, and we haven't even really gotten to that. Why don't we do an update real quick on, first of all, as far as Stan Romanek, you know, we've been following that case. As far as I know, it's still coming up. And there hasn't been any further delays. My contact fell through on, uh, coming up, uh, and doing like a weekly thing. So I'm, am going to try to find somebody locally, Angel, who's covering the trial when it begins somewhere, uh, someone in Colorado that'll, uh, be a when correspondent. Is the,
2: uh, when is the, the trial officially started though, Jesse? Like, it's like in it's August. It's August. I
1: don't have the exact, I believe it's in the middle of August. I'm not, you know, uh, I, I happen to be getting married as well in August. So uh it's kind of a kind of a tough month as far as lots going on lots going on and exciting all positive but I don't want to miss an, uh a second of this trial so I I'm going to try to get a correspondent and we'll get somebody uh that can really tell us what's going on each each day over there so that's I'd that's the be,
2: sta- I'd love to be a fly on the wall of that trial and just uh, be in there and just witness everything that's going to go down and see exactly what the defense uh, for uh, Mr. Stan Romanek actually is uh, to these charges, because I mean these are some pretty heavy charges uh, that he's facing. So, and of course he's going to use the ufology defense. That uh, it's because I talk about aliens and UFOs. That's why they're coming after me. It's all a setup. But I want
3: to see yeah.
1: where
2: he's going with this.
1: Yeah. So do I. I mean everything he said is right on the money. Uh, Kevon, I'm sorry it wasn't. Keenan, It was Kevon. my mistake yeah, brother. Yeah. Either way... Kenan,
2: you're thinking about Ivory Waynes. Well.
1: You know, you know, I've met him. <laughs> no I, I had a... I swear to God, weirdest quick story since you brought it up. I go into a meeting one day with my boss. This was in uh, at Yahoo. And he said, uh, yeah, I got a meeting with the Waynes brothers. And I said, why? Because I worked in the children's department. And he said they got a uh, an animation cartoon they want to show us about partnering up or something. But anyway, to make a long story short, it was just me, my boss, and the Waynes brothers in a small room. And man, they were not only super nice guys, but then afterwards we went and played some video games and just had a fun time in the conference rooms. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't get to meet people like that too often. So, Anyway, back to uh, Stan real quick. I agree with everything you said. We don't want to miss anything. It's important to ufology that we don't miss anything. The good news is that I have a feeling there are some pretty top notch people that are going to be following this, like, uh, you know what, on, uh, shit.
2: So. Bobby, can, can you blame him? This is a pretty big deal. Stan did, you know, carve a, a name for himself in ufology. I mean, he has a following. He is somebody known. It's not like he's your average uh, Joe Blow nobody, you know, getting these kind of charges levied at him. That's right. So. This is I mean, on, it, look, uh, Stan Romanek
1: is what Jared was to fast food. Stan correct. Romanek is apologies. <laughs> okay. so this is our Jared, yeah. and it's the same sphere. A ufology of and Subway
2: Perfectly together, yes.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> and not to mention we probably, most people in Ufology probably support Subway a lot, so there you go. I'd
2: love so You know, actually, the, it's funny, the first job I ever had was at Subway, believe it or not.
1: What was your uh, favorite Maybe sandwich? What was your favorite sandwich?
2: Um, honestly, the uh, veggie with turkey, turkey veggie, you know, like the just that combination is really. Uh, right now, the teriyaki chicken is probably my favorite. Oh wow! Yeah, I always got the meatball. I, I you know I haven't eaten meat in like uh, since 1993, and I had this job in 1994. So. Like real meat, uh, any meat except for chicken. So you, what do you, so, so you don't eat a hamburger? No, haven't had hamburger uh, hamburger since 1993. Wow, this you know,
1: I I why did I not know that?
4: <laughs> Jeez, I haven't eaten but Jesse, meat in this about is, this ten how minutes.
2: I, this is how I keep my youthful, you know, appearance. I see that. Well, you know, my glowing, textured skin. You know what? It takes dedication to look this good.
1: Apparently, apparently, It to eliminate,
2: you know, certain things like red meat. <laughs>
1: You know, see, this is the difference with our show and a lot of the mainstream is that they take that first half hour to just say nothing and, like, you know, tooth their sponsors and tell people to, you know, sign up for their 150 fucking social media pages and Twitters and alike. like. And, and here we are reporting amazingly interesting things in the first half hour. So kudos to us, huh?
2: Yep. About my uh, dietary uh, habits.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, look,
2: radio. You have anything else you want to
1: say about uh, Stan? Because really, uh, as far as news goes, uh, this summer it's all about Stan and this Corey Good case. I mean, the Corey I Good mean, case is, uh, everything,
2: really. There's really nothing much to say about Stan until the the, the trial actually starts up and we actually exactly. see what's going on. So there's nothing I mean, to say. Yeah, it's kind of pointless know. and mood at this point. I mean, you like you hate the guy, like the guy, believe in the guy, don't believe the guy, whatever your stance is on Stan Romanek. Uh, and to me, I'll be honest, I'm gonna say it here and I'll say it again many times. To me, him and his wife were nothing but nice. Uh, I never had any issues personally with the guy, and uh, you know, I wish that he could prove that he, this is all a big lie and that he's been uh, set up by the government, because that'd be actually an even, you know, yeah, story. And it, it would be great that this is all a big setup and then the government is, you know, actually hiding the you know, UFO information and that, you know, he is actually a contactee. If he can prove this, I mean, uh, this is a major win for ufology, but if it's proven the other way that he's actually a pedophile, then this whole thing is, you know, uh, him just trying to cover up his real, you know, underground lifestyle, then that's a major blow for ufology. So I'm on the side of hoping that that he can prove, you know, that everything is just a big setup and, and that he's been out taking as a fall guy in a sense, because he's telling the truth. And I hope that's the case. But again, you know, we don't know anything until the thing begins, and we we are not going to know anything until really we see evidence start to present itself and see how credible this evidence is. And, uh, you know, and we'll go from there. I mean, we're we're months away from this thing starting, so it's kind of moot to really continue uh, hampering on it. And, uh, again, Stan Romanek, to me, never was anything but cordial. We had him on the show. He was nice, very pleasant. Uh, Lisa Romanek also. I mean, I had nothing but uh, you know a couple experience. You know, the couple times that I you know talked to them, I didn't really experience anything uh, personal, one on one with them in person or anything like that. Only on a couple shows where we interviewed them, but uh, they were always they always seemed like very nice folks. But then again, you know, Hitler seemed like a nice uh, guy to somebody at one point. Huh. Jeffrey okay. Fergano was a pleasant fellow to somebody. But at one not
1: point. to ramble about Stan Romanek. You no. Know, <laughs> That's a ramble, no. Yeah, okay. I think we got the point that they're nice people. And you know what? Uh, It remains to be seen. I still don't even really understand what the guy's being charged with. So, uh, you know what's really sad is that a lot of people are running scared. And that's what's really going to come up during the trial. Stan is going to bring up names and he's going to say, well, I worked with this person and that person. And there are people out there that supported Stan in the beginning. In the middle and towards the end, and those people know who they are. and We know some of them, and mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be a little uh, nail biting. Uh, anyway, I don't want to spend too much more time on it because we got a lot to do tonight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, let's move on. Uh, Corey no, more, Good. No more
2: rambling about Stan Romanek. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and
1: how nice he is. Okay, yeah, let, let me no. ramble about Corey Good for a minute here. Hold on. Corey, Corey Good yes. is no good. No, I'm
2: just kidding.
1: <laughs> well, you know what. Cory Good is the biggest thing right now in ufology. Corey Good is the biggest thing right now in New Age. Uh I used to call it science. New age science. I don't do that anymore. I dropped he's the a science. new
2: he's a new Romanic.
1: Well, don't say that. That's not something <laughs> that's ridiculous. You can't say that. Okay. Enough banter. Seriously, uh this is a heavy duty case. Why is it a heavy duty case? Because Cory Good represents a lot of things that are Bad and negative and have gone wrong in ufology for many years now. And there's a lot of reasons why Corey Good is being latched onto by all kinds of different people for different reasons. And that's where I think I want to steer the ship tonight is I wanted to bring forth people's opinions on Corey Good. Some of the top tier guys. What does Stephen Greer think about Corey Good? Well, you're going to find out tonight. What does Corey's Kids, a new initiative that's being talked about, who are these kids? Okay, They're claiming they're not a part of any marketing stunt called Corey's Kids. We've heard a little bit about a new marketing agenda to market Corey's wares to younger uh, folks um, in their 20s and such, uh, apps, comic books, movies, games. All kinds of stuff. I don't really understand uh, the point, but uh, the actual heart of the community is pretty upset about a lot of this stuff. Why are they upset? Well, the claims in general, but there's a lot of hypocrisy involved with this case as well. A lot of people need to look in the mirror and say, why Corey? Why is so Many people, why are so many people up in arms about this person's story and the lack of evidence slash proof when there are plenty of people we can point to and say the same thing that are not being harassed or scrutinized like good is right now. And I think we've come to some conclusions about why tonight. We're going to play you a lot of clips that were handpicked to show you and paint a picture about this Corey Goods saga. Now, Angel, I don't know if you know that much about Corey as far as how he came on the scene, but basically Corey was p- part of the Project Avalon forum a number of years ago. We're going back, I believe, three or four years ago. Okay. Okay. Now, this is a forum that I personally belong to and I post every other day now probably, sometimes a few times a day. I've I've uh, conversed with Bill a little bit um, through uh, messaging, private message. I think he's a very rational guy. I think he's a hardworking researcher for years. Uh, I like him better on his own than with Kerry Cassidy. Uh, I think he has a lot more credibility now to me personally I like the forum and it seemed as though Corey was, uh, friendly with some folks on there. And if you do your digging, these folks that somewhat supported the birth of Corey, which at the time was, uh, Bill Ryan's, uh, wife, uh, a gal by the name of Christine Anderson and some other folks that were on the forum, they sort of assisted Corey with certain things, befriended each other. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And to make a long story short, once Corey hooked up with David Wilcock, according to many of these folks, he turned into a different guy. He came up with uh, all kinds of tales, which is what we are hearing today, you know, about Corey's claims. They say Corey's kids. I start laughing because it sounds like a fundraiser, but Corey's claims. Which have just grown by leaps and bounds according to these people. This blue avian story about Corey being the direct ambassador to different races for and be, uh, on behalf of the blue avian extraterrestrials, the bird people, uh, and many other tales that sort of kind of developed, uh, after meeting Wilcock. So, That's very interesting, and when you start doing the research, you start listening to the podcast. I mean, this is everywhere right now because, like I said, there is a ripple effect going on. It's almost like when I was in the Northridge earthquake and I got hurt in it. It was a real bad scene for me, but make a long story short, the aftershocks were just constant, and that's what this is like. There are things happening because of – the Corey Good saga and some of it has to do with Corey Good, and much of it has nothing to do with him so that's really interesting to me after hours of research we're going to talk about that tonight we're going to talk about Gaia TV a little bit tonight and what they represent and why people uh, many people uh, and a lot of people don't want to talk about it are afraid of them as sort of this corporate media giant looking to suck up and, and corporatize and Sanitize and capitalize, uh, obviously, uh, ufology, New Age science, etc., alternative media. And many of these people don't want to talk publicly because they're afraid. I'll give you, for instance, uh, Carrie Cassidy did a video discussing the Corey Good situation and her take on it the other day. She posted a video. And she expressed in the video that she has not been invited to contact in the desert, reason being, according to her, is that Gaia Productions, Gaium Productions, uh, are, are the producers of contact in the desert. Hence, she is not included for certain reasons, and if you listen to her video, you will understand why. Uh, she claims to have turned down some content deals with them that would uh, give up too much control, etc., but there are people upset and they want to talk out about this and say, hey, we need to be careful here, very careful. And I think it's hard because uh, I'll give you another, for instance, Angel. Uh, you got a guy like Richard Dolan, who to me is a, a perfect example of a new guard, terrific researcher, a guy that you would be proud to show to a skeptic or a politician or king. Or, or your friend and say, or your gal and say, this guy is who I want representing this topic. This is the guy to talk to. If you really want to know what's going on and get some sort of sense out of it, I would refer them to Richard Dolan. What do you think?
2: That's not a bad idea. I mean, Richard Dolan is a definitely good person as well. He's fantastic. Uh, And, you know, I mean, honestly, one of the best people one of the best researchers in your volunteer. Yeah, definitely.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, so definitely. a guy like that, this is why I use him as an example. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I, I love the guy. I really do. I'm not even friends with him. I've, no, I've um, interviewed him a couple of times. I've interviewed him a couple times also, and
2: I have, like, super respect for the man, honestly. He's, yeah. He's, he's so, my point is this. Let me get to my point. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Uh, he he uh, went to speak at Contact in the Desert. He speaks on the tour. This is how he makes a living. He does this stuff. Uh, to sell his wares and et cetera, to get the word out, etc. But he's got to make a living from it. He can't express thoughts on Gaia. He can't express thoughts on uh the 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 capitalist environment and what's going on here, this ripple effect from the Corey Goods saga and what it represents and turning ufology into Comic Con. He can't do that. And the reason being is because there's a conflict there. Well, is he going to find out that he's not getting booked anymore if Guy is too powerful? You know, I mean, this whole thing has started really, in my opinion, after hours of research. Uh, Dark Journalist did a fantastic uh, three-parter with Bill Ryan. Now, keep in mind, Bill Ryan is the guy who came out publicly just, you know, about a month and change ago, I believe it was, and wrote this piece through Avalon the truth about Cory Good, and I urge you all to go check it out. And within that he describes the backstory of his relationship with Cory Good, Avalon's relationship with Corey Good, Cory Good's wife, etc. It's very convoluted, but at the same time, you start to see just how deep and black some of this stuff is as far as someone either creating a story or uh having uh where we've had on this program angel people with certain uh, mental instabilities which uh become quite obvious during an interview sometimes or when you start looking at someone's story mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. anyway it, a lot of people feel very betrayed by good uh, and keep in mind this is a this is a guy that people are now really worried about in a cult-like fashion because Corey his knowledge if you start to listen to him has a lot of faith based uh truisms that you need to buy into and we're going to we're going to talk about that right now in fact let's do this angel if we could i think the best way to start we the can. show okay is to and we've got a lot of good stuff tonight but what i want to do first is let's play this clip of david wilcock With Corey, I believe this was at the last contact in the desert. And here, to set the stage here, most people from Avalon are saying, look, Wilcock and Gaia have just groomed Corey. They're grooming him to become this sort of icon, which he has become. There's no doubt about that. Okay, And the, the marketing machine is going and people are making plans. And a lot of people think it's incredibly cheesy. And it is. I mean, he's using CGI now. And all kinds of computer with him in a blue sphere and he's doing a comic book and all kinds of stuff that we could talk about later. But this clip, you can hear – let's hear some of the claims first. But listen to Wilcock because a lot of people – and if you start to listen to you, you'll get what I'm saying here. A lot of people are like, look, man, there's a puppet and there's a puppet master and – Wilcock is starting to come across as that person, uh, in my opinion. Let's give this a listen.
2: Sounds like a plan. Here we go. Let's uh, cue it up. It's about a seven-minute clip, right, Jesse?
1: Yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, I mean, Put your feet up for this one. You want to listen yeah. hard. And you have to pump the audio as well. Yeah,
0: what well, we're doing we is we're full disclosure. We're we're now, disclosure. the technologies that are going to come your way will completely change your life in, in the most – vast, incredible ways you can imagine. We're gonna have materializers that can print food and anything that you want, and it's like the best meal you've ever had in your life. Well the ones that you had were not, right? Except for the pot roast, I guess, right? That's the that's the new joke. He he lived on a ship and worked in this cigar-shaped craft and part of a faction of the space program called Solar Warden. And He has had, I just want to point this out to you, I do my due diligence. I'm not ever going to promote somebody if I don't think he's 100% true. So there's people out there saying they're the real thing. You're never going to hear me talking about them. I will only promote somebody who validates hundreds of other things I've heard from others that was never put on public record. So we're putting out all this stuff now that has never been heard before, Now, Corey, you are familiar with the idea that there is some kind of cloud that our solar system is moving into. What happens when people in the space program have sent uh,
5: people into that energy that we're moving into? What happens to the people? Well, depending on their polarity or mindset, they usually show signs of, I guess, what we would call end times madness. They, they, They go mad. But people with more of a positive polarity, they sit back and, and bliss out and and act happy. And as a part of the one of the experiments is that they were they were putting people in these pressurized and, and sealed off rooms, and piping in this energy to see how it would uh, affect them. And the people had no idea what they were doing. They thought they were in there doing a totally different experiment and uh, they would observe them, and the people that were more positive-oriented, you know, blissed out, and the people that were negative ended up getting violent, or many, several other different things.
0: Do people experience some kind of consciousness akin to uh, ingestion of psychedelic drugs? Is that part of what happens to them, like they're tripping? Yeah, in a way. Okay. So isn't that cool? We're all going to be tripping soon enough. (laughs) Let's get into the new stuff. So a benevolent group entered into our solar system beginning in the late 1990s en masse in large numbers with spheres. And these spheres would not approach, they would not answer hailing signals, but they were so large. Corey, what were the sizes of these spheres that came into our solar system? How big were these spheres that came in in the late 90s?
5: Well... The, the ones that really got their attention were the size of Neptune. Right. So we're talking gigantic.
0: And how many of them are there out there now
5: that we're aware of? There are. It's impossible to count them. Right. Thousands. Thousands and thousands.
0: Does it appear that these spheres have some relationship with this energetic change that we're going through?
5: Yes, they've arranged themselves to where they are diffusing the energy that's coming in. And from within one of them, you can see the energy diffusing amongst the others.
0: Why would they need to diffuse the energy
5: coming in? What would happen if they don't? Their explanation is that we needed that if it came in all at once, that we would be suffering a lot of the, I guess, the end-time madness kind of things, that we we would be... um, uh, overrun with the energy, we wouldn't be able to handle it.
0: I think it's about time for all of us to really get a sober glance at what is going on. What is this UFO phenomenon about? Why are you here? You're hungry. You need this. You're seeking. You want this so bad that you're sitting there in a 100-degree heat listening to me spout off on this microphone. You want something. Okay. I want to get into the alliance now. These sphere beings have come in. They don't want to talk to anybody. But by this point, there has already been an alliance that is formed within the secret space program. And that alliance has as its goal what, Corey? What does the secret space program alliance want for us? Full disclosure. And what would happen to our society with full disclosure? What would it look like?
5: A complete transformation that we can't even imagine right now.
0: Yeah. When
5: we have this
0: new technology, we're talking about a full-on Star Trek society, warp travel, wormholes, you know, instant materialization of anything that you need, no need for a money system. It's obsolete. That is what that is something worth fighting for. That is something worth dying for. And both Corey and I have suffered massive death threats. So here's the problem. this alliance, is knowingly working against some very, very powerful villains. So these Draco, Corey, what have they done historically? Have they just stayed uninvolved, or have they gotten
5: directly involved in the affairs of Earth? They've gotten directly involved with the affairs of Earth through the elite and help coercing them into forming secret societies and the monetary system, the Babylonian money magic system.
0: So in essence, we could then say that even what we now see is this so-called Illuminati or New World Order, the Cabal as we like to call it, to kind of keep it a little more neutral sounding. Where do these Draco live on Earth?
5: <laughs> Mostly underground. They have a huge base in Antarctica and uh, they have several bases that run up. In Antarctica, there's the West Antarctic Rift. And that area is a huge thermal area. That thermal heat, the geothermal heat, has melted the ice underneath Antarctica to a point where it's caused these huge ice caverns. And underneath the ice uh, caverns, they've built bases on top of the ground of Antarctica and within the rift system, which runs under the ocean and up through the tip of South America all the way through Central America, and up into uh, the United States.
0: So that's pretty significant. We have a huge uh, infestation, if you want to call it that, because these people are not our friends. They're not trying to help us. They want to kill us off. They want to make us slaves, and they're very, very cruel.
1: Yes, we have an infestation of Dracos oh, underneath my the ground. I didn't, I didn't know that, but, you know. Hey, look, there was a lot of stuff here. Okay, now keep in mind, I did condense this because I wanted you to try to get a sense of some of the stuff that is downloaded when you pay $400 or whatever we talked about a couple weeks ago to go to Contact in the Desert. Uh, it is extreme heat, okay, and you're listening to a very well-crafted uh, performer, which is David Wilcock, and sure enough, I I watched this from a psychological perspective and I said, wow, when he's saying you need this, life will change. Everything will be better. You are craving this. And what, what he's saying is you're, to me is you're craving Corey Good and keep in mind, good is the only one. There is nobody else. He has the answers. Now, I don't know about you, but. That in itself is very scary stuff. To me, Angel, it's it's almost cult-like.
2: It does scream a little bit of David Koresh, Billy Myers, you know, these type of guys who come out. Yes, Myers. I am the answer. You need to bow to what I say. Eventually, I I think David Wilcox uh, will become that kind of guru where he is going to guru. his own cult. Thank you. That
1: is the word of the night. Corey Good is not a ufologist. Corey Good is not a whistleblower. He is a guru. Yep. He is a thank you. You nailed the word. Mm -hmm. It should have been in my notes, and it's not. That's what I do. Well, you know what? So that's what Corey Good represents to David Wilcock and Mm -hmm. to Gaia. Now, keep in mind, Wilcock belongs to Gaia. He has been doing his cosmic disclosure show and other shows on about personal empowerment. And healing and all kinds of stuff. Now, throughout the years, I would say the past 20 years, people have been angry about this guy, David Wilcock, for different reasons. You know, he's a very personable guy. Okay, he's very charismatic. He used to be an entertainer and he's very good. You can see him grooming Corey Good, who is not good at this. But they need a guy. In my opinion, they needed a guy and they got a guy and they tell these fantastical tales that have zero proof behind them, zero witness testimony, zero corroboration, although they'll say that there is all of that and it's it's not there. Now, keep in mind, within this clip, you heard Wilcock talking about how he was. A hundred percent sure in Corey. Now, how can he be a hundred percent sure? Number one, okay. Why would you even want to try to convince this this audience of that instead of just putting the information out there, right?
2: No, but see, this is Jesse. This is the, the part of the problem in ufology itself in general is a lot of folks uh, look at everything as absolute. Oh, it's a hundred percent aliens. It's a hundred percent this. It's a hundred percent that. Uh, people are very close-minded. I find in in this genre. Yeah, I agree. Um but I started to go back and listen
1: to all the shows uh regarding Corey Good this week and man uh well I'm 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 reading something very strange here in the chat room and this will be a game changer so I have to interrupt. I apologize. Uh Lewis saying he heard Wilcock turned on Good and now denounces Good as being false. Well, if you have proof of that, please give it to me because I have just spent 4,000 hours researching Corey Good <laughs> and that would be right at the top as far as importance. And it sure is what I think people are trying to hope happens, which is that we set a bar again in ufology. That's what this is all about. Corey Good is just a person. No. Corey Good is a metaphor. Corey Good is a metaphor for all that is crummy in New Age. All that is cheesy and fluffy and flighty. And in fact, here here's what I want to do. I want to play for you a clip of why I don't want to go to a lot of New Age conferences. Because there are people like this. And there's nothing wrong with this person, but you can just tell. That there are science-based people and then there are more spiritual uh, thinkers in the New Age community that are a lot about more love and uh, personal uh, achievement and your path and your quest and the journey. And I'm not about that. Okay, I'm about parts, fucking hatch covers, dead bodies, stars, planets, tangible evidence real whistleblowers, deathbed confessionals, blood, anything that's tangible and physical. That's where I'm interested in this subject, and that's where we can prove things. And it's sad because Ryan Wood, the son of Bob Wood, who is now on board with Corey apparently writing a book about the SSP, which I'm very sad to hear, although it doesn't surprise me because Bob Wood – Took a bunch of money from Joe Firmage a long, long time ago and kind of laughed about how much money it was. If you guys remember Firmage and assisted him with some things and you know, it was a job. It was a good paying job. Okay. Well, is that what he's doing now? That's kind of a shame. Ryan Wood was the person who came on my program and said, the only way to move the needle would be physical hardcore evidence, i.e. hatch covers, etc. So very strange to see a turnaround. Now Lou, okay, Lou's saying that Dr. J told him that on the phone. Oh, oh wow. Now that's telephone. I can't, I can't pronounce, uh, I can't use that as, uh, any, right no, yeah. But you no, know, we're live. So come
2: on, Lou. That's no good. You know that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he heard it from Dr. J. Hey, we like Dr. J, but come on, we get, so, we need more than that. Yeah. Okay, and I, and I highly doubt that David Wilcock is going to abandon this ship so quickly. Okay, now keep in mind, uh, it's funny you bring that up because David Wilcock, I have not yet heard anything from regarding this. Okay, I'm sure he's been talking to, look, they must be playing damage control big time right now. Because they're spending a lot of money on this guy. They have a lot of people greenlighting shit. And the community, uh, and, and we're going to go into this next, what we're being labeled as, okay, the sane, uh, rational people in my opinion. We have become the new haters according to them. And I want to prove it to you. Uh, there are people, not just Wilcock, working with good and they're pretending that they're neutral. And I want to go over and play the Jimmy Church clip uh, right now, if we could, to kind of point out where I'm going with this as far as the New Age community is starting to label folks, diehard ufology folks like myself, like Angel, like many, sane, rational, evidence-based people as haters. Let's go ahead and uh, run that clip if we can. Yes, sir. Let's do that right All now. All
6: right. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a subject that was going around uh, this past weekend over a contact, and and it's an important subject, and and it kind of goes like this: Are we, us, this community, and myself personally, are we concerned about the? the negativity or the doubting or the skepticism of us. Right. And that goes across the board. Ufology, abduction, contacts, secret space program, you know, Antarctica, uh, all, everything that we talk about, time travel, you know, everything that we deal with every single day on the show. And, There's some criticism out there. The criticism, well, okay, this is my answer. No, I don't care. I absolutely, 100% don't care. And now let me explain. I mean, normally when you hear criticism or somebody's taking a crack at uh, you or your friends or this, this circle, this community, ufology, and and in our, our knowledge and what we do when somebody does that, um, just listen to me. I, I want, I, I really need you to understand for you to feel good. If you read something out there, if somebody, you know, listen, it is getting bigger. It's getting huger us. Is getting bigger. I talked a, a little bit about this on the show on Friday night. I brought it up. The question came at me. Uh, I probably did a dozen interviews over the weekend, and uh, with different, you know, media outlets and stuff. And and they, they kept coming back at me about this. And I told everybody the same thing. I, I got it like three times on on Friday. Um, uh, David Wilcock brought it up when I was sitting in on his panel Um, and so it just kept coming at me listen when when we are hanging out with us, our friends we're sitting at a table and there's 20 of us there and we're talking about these subjects, everybody's going to agree right, because it's us now let's say we go to a conference with 200 people in the room you know a uh, smaller conference we go there everybody's going to agree everybody is with us when you start busting this stuff out on bigger and bigger programs and and selling more books and doing more media and this show grows and other media outlets are listening to this and and of course there's uh, history channel and and Discovery channel and, and, and travel to everybody's got shows about this now. So it's getting bigger. It's getting wider. The, the, the people that are listening to this stuff, it's getting bigger. Of course you have coast to coast and, and, and it's, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And those out there, because of shows like ancient aliens, which does everything from ancient alien theory, of course, but it touches on time travel and it touches on quantum things and also it's modern history as well as ancient history but then you have the other shows that are on on history and travel and discovery and nat geo just keep on going well those shows are reaching out to people that have never heard of the secret space program have ever heard believe it or not of ancient alien theory they don't care about bigfoot they don't. It doesn't involve their lives. But if they go and they see a show like that, and they are exposed to it, like the movie Unacknowledged, that's out there playing right now for people that uh, that maybe have never even thought about UFOs or zero point energy. They they haven't thought about any of this, right? So when you do that and you grow the audience exponentially, just like hands over fists, it's a snowball rolling downhill. Now you are going to get the other side. And so we're gonna have our core group, you know, pick a number, two hundred and fifty thousand people, three hundred thousand, half a million people that, that are into ufology. You know, there's not that many people that are members of MUFON. You know, that's it's not Mufon is well known, but MUFON itself is is actually quite small. If you think about how many actual MUFON members there are Move on, investigators, and start to tally up those numbers. It's it's in the low thousands. So, you know, it's not huge. So when you start to get out into pop culture and you're getting into the big area, now we're dealing with millions and millions of people that have never even thought about ufology or time travel, secret space program, Agenda Three. They haven't. They haven't thought. Or Agenda Twenty One. They haven't thought about this right, breakaway civilizations, disclosure, they haven't. So that when that criticism starts to come in, it's only because the message is growing and you're going to start to hit the law of averages where you're going to get closer to 50-50, 50 50 agree, 50 disagree, 50 want a new tax program, 50% do, 50% don't. 50% 50% want to get rid of Obamacare, 50% do. 50% are Republicans, 50% are Democrats. 50% like like Ford, 50% like Chevy. You know whatever, everything just love it just levels out. Right? So when we go into the our world, this huge UFO community or people that are into the paranormal and the supernatural and and anti-gravity devices, and disclosure, and contactees, and abductees, and the secret space program, and uh, Roswell, maybe, and Barney Hill, and and Rendlesham. When you, when you get that group of people all together, then that's going to get divided up. You're going to have half that agree on something, you're going to have half that don't, right? There are half that think there are bases on the moon and agree with that, half that don't. Half that agree that that the Apollo program was real, half that don't. Half that believe in Bigfoot, half that don't. It's that simple. So when you hear it, when you hear anything negative out there, it's just because we're getting bigger. Think about what I'm saying. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah, so Church here page? is playing damage control, obviously, and that says a lot. Now, Jimmy Church's show has been doing real well, and as you know, he's being kind of groomed, Angel, so it would seem to be the next uh, Nuri as he's starting to do Coast once or twice a week here and there. Um, and that in itself says a lot. That means that the machine, the marketing machine of Good and Wilcock, which is – based through Gaia, okay, it's funded via Gaia, uh, has obviously infiltrated this program as well. And I don't, I'm not trying to uh say it's conspiratorial or anything like that. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that Jimmy Church is obviously a major supporter of Corey Goode. He claims to be neutral. Many times on his show, he tries to say that he doesn't uh make the judgment. He leaves it to the audience and such and we've all kind of hidden behind that at different points in our radio careers.
2: Yeah, I but know see, I, he 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 rubs elbows with uh, with Corey Goods on a lot of these events.
1: Absolutely. In fact, he's, he's I believe
2: him. he's emceeing his conference
1: coming up now. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, this is damage control all over the place. Okay, that's what's going on this week. Is that they're f- trying to figure out what is the answer to this, and they're using negativity, people, the doubters this is this is how we're trying to be labeled, and it's ridiculous uh is what it is because there are real people that have been a part of this culture, this category, this subject matter for a long, long time, and they should not be labeled as haters, and that doesn't mean it's getting bigger, the lie is getting bigger, yeah. They don't want to support this guy. They don't want Corey Good to be the spokesperson for ufology. It's going to ruin it if it hasn't already. So that's the deal. So now we know that, uh, Good is being not only groomed by Will Cock and the gang over at Gaia, but we also know that he's uh he was just on Jimmy Church right after contacting the desert talking about his hobnobbing in Hollywood, uh green lighting deals. I mean this is a guy who claims he is the ambassador to all these different extraterrestrial races, gets picked up in his backyard most of the time, although nobody's ever seen it. They can't see it, gobbledygook. And the only time that he's ever been pressed for any sort of tangible evidence, he's very open minded in saying there is none. It's all faith based. It, and mm-hmm. it's not even, it's, it's, it's everything that's crummy. Like, and I use the word crummy because it's not like a mean spirited word, but it's everything that I dislike in the new age community.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And something that you're not allowed to do in the new age community is question. And that's a bummer. And I don't want to be a part of that. So if you're listening out there, and, and, and I listen, uh, I know you have issues with church from something else. I listen to a program, and, and it's very similar to listening to Coast. It's uh, it's almost kind of like a, a George Jr. kind of thing at this point.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's very pre-canned, uh, prepared, uh, cookie-cutter type of radio. Uh, you know, I mean, look, tr- Jimmy is not a bad host in the sense that he, uh, you know, he can no. keep a good conversation. Uh, he can engage conversation with the guests from time to time pretty well. Uh, so I mean, and, and I understand why he fits into that. Uh, mold of the, uh, George Norrie coast to coast type because he's also hobnobbing and, you know, rubbing elbows with a lot of the same folks. And he's kind of like kissed up, you know, he, he let's be honest, he's kissed uh, uh, enough ass to get where he's at, where he's at right now. That's just, yeah, one. if you're going to do it on a high you know? level, you have to Correct. or else you will not you know, this, be dude, able to succeed. This is what Jimmy Church did, and and a lot of folks don't understand this, they don't know the background, they don't know the history. Jimmy Church came out of nowhere. That's what a lot of people think, but that's not the actual thing. Jimmy Church uh, had been doing other kind of radio, sports radio, I think, for a little bit, and he switched over to ufology because he was, you know, at a dead end with sports radio. He switched over to ufology to create a niche for himself to try to, you know, be that next Art Bell type, the next George Norrie type. And he started doing that kind of radio. And what they did, which was really smart, he had a lot of folks who were backing him because he does have a good radio voice. I ain't going to you know, deny that. He is a, a decent enough radio personality that he can yeah, carry a show. And with the, with the backing that he had, the financial backing that he had, they went on and placed ads everywhere to promote his show. And it became pretty popular on the Internet, not because it was good, but because they got the word out there enough that a lot of people were like, well, this must be good. Let's take a listen. And they started listening. And uh, that's kind of like what propelled him to uh, then get on Dark Matter Radio with uh, Keith Roland, Art Bell, and all these folks. And as soon as he got in there, he started, like, yeah, letting his ego take control. And that's where me and him had, you know, like a few issues, because I saw that this guy was more about ego and about himself then about even helping the, that network and helping Art Bell grow his network and and helping just being a part of that family that they were trying to put together there. It was more all you know. Art's coming back in a few months. Uh, he said something along the lines that he was keeping his seat warm for him. And uh, come on, Art's a legend. You don't say stuff like that to begin with, especially well, when you're a nobody. I but, have
1: to. I have to say, you know, you know. Look, my my uh, the later half of my life, I've really kind of gotten a lot of negative feelings for Art Bell. Uh, of course, I give him plenty of credit, but I will say, if you start rewinding in your brain, who all, a lot of the tricksters that Art Bell uh, promoted, um, a la dames, so I could
2: go on. Oh, uh, no, of course, yeah, but just... You, know, this, you know, Institute... Yeah, but giant. here's yeah, the good hindsight. is 2020 because if it wasn't for that show, neither you or I would be interested in doing this kind of radio right now. I'm just so, saying that what regardless. I'm trying
1: to say is that I don't think... I, I don't necessarily think... What Jimmy Church is doing is, there's anything wrong with that. I just think we need to inform the audience on what is going on here. Is that there's not not neutrality? Let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. There is no Mm -hmm. neutrality going on here. Let's let's make no mistake here. These people, these folks, have figured out, and they're trying to crack the code on how can we capitalize the fact that UFOs is one of the top search terms in the world, okay? A lot of people don't realize that. Besides sex, in fact, Carrie Cassidy pointed it out the other day on her video, and she's right. UFOs is is like one of the top five search terms in existence. So how do you capitalize it? Why is everybody in ufology broke? Well, here comes Gaia, okay? Here comes a marketing machine that's very professional, very slick. And here comes... Corporate radio and the new coast to coast is sanitized. It's commercialized to cookie the point cutter-ish. where nauseating. It's mm-hmm. cookie cutterish. So yes, of course, Jimmy Church is trying to fall into that model and he's willing to play ball. Of course, I get it, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. He is definitely seems to me. That he is uh, a major supporter of good Wilcox and gang over at Gaia, and of course. Uh, but yes, Jesse, that's, and a, that's
2: what I'm getting at. This is that's exactly what I'm getting. At. He's a big supporter because he's playing the game. He knows as long as he plays this game, his name in that inner circle is only going to get you know bigger and bigger, and he's going to get more opportunities. I like just don't hopping over to Costa. To Coast. I
1: get it. I get it. I just it, it's so. And that's why I played that long clip from Wilcock because, and and Good uh, at last year's contact because – I mean, how do you keep a straight face with these stories? No, it's hysterical. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hysterical. Okay, here's what I want to do. I've got more goodies. I've got really good goodies. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to play for you what the channeling community thinks about Corey Good because, of course, we have to get their opinion, don't we, Angel? But of course, of course. So when we come back, we're going to continue this Corey Good discussion, the saga of Corey Good. I can't believe if we uh, um, if we can get on the commercial uh, when we're doing that, if we could try to find out any more about this situation of uh, David Wilcock possibly denouncing Corey Good. Uh, and let's keep in mind uh, something very similar just happened recently. With, a, a friend of mine, I haven't spoke to him in years, but I really liked the guy a lot. It was Peter Robbins, and you know Peter, yeah, Angel. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the best guys in ufology, in my opinion, just cause he's such a positive, nice person. Um, it, he produces many conferences as far as, I think he would, he did the Roswell, uh, conference when I was there years back. Uh, best-selling author, Left at East Gate, uh, Rendleson Forest Story, that he wrote with Larry Warren comes out just uh i believe a few days ago if not maybe a week ago saying look i think larry warren's a fraud and it's huge and i want and and I- and i'm really upset about it and i i might have helped uh propagate uh something really really bad for this subject that he is near and dear to and uh, keep in mind, he worked with Bud Hopkins for years as well. So, I mean, yep. he's a staple in the community, this guy. He's loved by everybody. And so that is the same kind of thing. If if like a Wilcock uh, would come out and say, uh, you know, good, good, it's a fraud. I screwed up. And I, I have trouble believing that would ever happen. So we're going to have to talk to Dr. J maybe uh, during the commercial, see what we can do. But up next... On a Thursday night, where else would you want to be? More UFO Radio with Jesse Randolph here at the helm and the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino. Coming back at you. Don't go anywhere.
6: Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first-ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow, now follow you. Are we alone?
1: Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free ufo store catalog theufostore.com the largest selection of ufo products on the internet
7: here's a riddle for you what do the california gold rush of the 1850s secret societies coded messages mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named charles a.a. delshaw all have in common The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more.
1: and more. supermanhomepage.com
7: Seven three 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 seven four. That's nine five four nine seven three thirty three seventy four. 973 3374. Or
1: visit keyinformation.com. Welcome back, you for Not Radio Thursday night. Uh, Jesse Randolph here at the helm with the angel of Ufology, Angel Spino. And we're talking about. Corey Good, the saga of Corey Good. We're talking about Gaia. We just left off talking about Jimmy Church and uh, this sort of damage control that they've been doing with Good, and uh, it's interesting, Angel, because now I've heard him kind of do two different sh- spiel slash rants about what these haters are who these haters are. I've seen a couple of Facebook posts as well, which is kind of like, what's your problem? They're really trying to just say, hey, man, you know, we're all in this together. And the problem is, is that they're saying kind of like, hey, we're all in this together and we're in charge. (laughs) It's really weird. Right. And it's (laughs) because we have the money. And again, follow the money, just like most conspiracies or most issues you're having. Follow the money and you'll usually figure out where the power and control are coming from, and that's what's going on here. Obviously, everybody's excited over over there. They've got a big star, Corey Good, with this massive tail that is being digested. It's working. The shit is sticking to the wall. Okay, Wilcock is the maestro. Gaia is the banker. Jimmy Church and others, uh, Michael Sala, who I've interviewed, and I thought he, again, uh, quality people, quality nice person. Uh, he is all in, according to so- sources in this investigation. It's not an investigation; it's a promotion. Okay, so and here's the bottom line: what what I've learned also um, is something that is going to sound really like simple but it's it's really gets to the heart of the matter too which is the following ufology researchers people who follow this subject diehards dedicated people like myself like angel there is an impenetrable wall that we have reached in research in the past i would say easily 30 years and that impenetrable wall is the secrecy element, the element of what the government is hiding regarding this subject. And it's quite a lot, okay? And we, we've we been tantalized for years, but we've never really been able to penetrate that wall. That in itself in 2017 is very frustrating. It's frustrating for people who have been dying on the vine, literally, waiting for new information, waiting for new whistleblowers of credibility to come out and crack this wide open like a big egg, like an ostrich egg, and let everything just ooze out. But it hasn't happened, and it's frustrating. So in essence, this has become the meal replacement. Corey Good, Gaia, New Age, where you don't need proof. It's faith-based. You don't need evidence. You can penetrate that wall. It's just like Greer when you talk about him. We're going to get to him next about what he thinks about Corey because, wow, again, how does it fit into their own individual agendas? We see how it fits with Wilcox. We see how it fits with Jimmy Church. We see how it fits with Michael Sala. We see how it fits with the New Age community. They want this. You heard it in Wilcock's talking. You need this. It will change your life. It'll make it better. And that's what these people are craving, man. That's where the cult-like facets to this get yep. scary. And, and cultists, that's
2: Dr. Greer, he's right up there
1: also. Well, you know, let's jump to him yeah. because I got a, a great clip I want to play about his uh, opinion of Corey because obviously uh, Corey, Wilcock, and the gang would have loved to have – Stephen Greer support him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. is not going to happen. Stephen Greer doesn't support anybody. Okay? But himself. <laughs> you're gonna Yeah, I mean you're not gonna get a bigger ego than no, Dr.
2: Greer. No, no. So, never, ever. The odds By of way, him
1: we... having a some mini summit with these guys, no way. That's like uh Donald Trump uh or the king of uh Spain or Prince Charles meeting with a dumpster diver—it's just not going to happen. So right. instead, uh, again, you have to sometimes answer these claims. Uh, Wilcock obviously has chosen not to. His
2: silence says plenty, in my opinion. Well, because see, he's a guy who loves to talk. Let's see. Let's see if we can get some claims answered. Though, hold on—we got uh, Lou who just hung up again. Well, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Okay, let's
1: let's keep going here. Let's get to uh, people of Ask Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer, of course, the uh, famous uh, head of the Disclosure Movement, really, uh, and just released a terrific film that I do support, because he does a lot of really good things. As much as you might not like him, he is doing some great things. Unacknowledged is a film that everyone should see. Let's play his response to what he thinks about Corey Good.
2: Okay, and uh, let's see, this is Dr. Greta Talks. Corey, we you have to understand that there
8: are some very, very good people out there speaking about information experiences they've had that they do believe to be extraterrestrial. That, in fact, and I'm thinking now of a man I haven't met, but who is a wonderful gentleman from all accounts, uh, a guy named Corey Good and who's doing the Full Disclosure Project, and he's, he and I are like hand in glove, supportive of many things, but some of the things he's recounting about slave trade and slave planets and things of this that he experienced because he was, as a six or seven-year-old, I understand, taken into the military abduction program, like Dr. Bell. And I have no doubt he believed that those events were extraterrestrial, But I think that that what I want people to understand is we have to be very careful about our assessment of what's out there in the universe based on people who have been in these programs who are, and and I know that there there was an executive at Gaia TV who was furious that I used this word, but who have been victims of this. And I, I, I I don't think it's wrong to say if you're a six or seven year old child, and you're taken into a military abduction program and have stuff done to you, you've been a victim. I know that there are other people. I know Dr. Bell was a victim. Now, this is not to say that the person is a bad person or a wrong person. It's just to say that we have to look at what is being shared and understand that there could be information that is accurate, information that might have been scripted, information and experiences that have been had that have been programmable. So the holographic psychotronic systems that have been in existence since the 50s would allow for people and have allowed for people to have experiences that they 100% believe. Just as the man told me, people would believe that they were, if they had a conversation with their personal God, they'd pass a lie detector. They are sincere about what they're reporting. There is no, I'm not saying any deceit is in play. What I'm saying is is that it would be very easy to deceive somebody who's a child or a young adult with these fearsome weapon systems and technologies that are in the hands of absolute psychopaths. I mean, true psychopaths in in, in the covert programs. And I know who some of these folks are. And they will stop at nothing to see that people are convinced that there is a threat, as Ronald Reagan said at the United Nations, that we should unite against and fight to unite the world around. And all I have to say is that if the future is that future, you might as well dig a hole and climb in it. So we better wake up and understand that... The information that is out there has to get looked at from many perspectives. What's the origin of the experience? Was it deep, unacknowledged special access projects that hoaxed it? Is that person having an experience with an extraterrestrial interstellar civilization? An entity from another dimension that's not extraterrestrial, which is also out there. Um, a scripted program from the intelligence community using these very advanced technologies that have been in development for 70 or 80 years? What is it? And it's not, you're not, I'm I'm, I'm not trying, you have to ask these questions. And you have to begin to understand that there is a capacity to use this sort of information in a way that would redound to whom? The military, industrial, gangbangster, global complex of fascists that are desperate to have
1: desperate. World War III be interwar. Yeah. Okay, so lots World of War really incredible things going on in that clip. First thing to notice is that that was a very politically correct way of saying that Corey's story is false. Okay. In my opinion, um, it was also a very politically correct way of, of telling us that many of the people who are making these kind of claims of being uh, contactees, whistleblowers in the secret space program are actually uh, misguided, right? Uh, especially if they're my lab involved and uh, that the secret government or whoever you feel like calling them, the Cabal, as Wilcox uh, Wilcox calls them, um, they are able to make this look extraterrestrial in nature. Thus, uh, we get to the better part of the clip that I think is much more important, which is the beauty and the genius of Greer, which is that he asks the right questions. What is the source of this information? let's do the digging who are you communicating with how can we validate this now that's where you want to put your resources into someone because that's your first and foremost is that you need to validate that this person is legitimate and cool. sure we heard yeah and we heard wilcock talk you know an uh, last hour about how he's 100% positive he would never endorse a guy that he didn't believe wholeheartedly and that is an, Absolute ridiculous statement because it's impossible to prove anything that Corey is saying. So that's why there is such a different polarity going on and it's creating such a ripple effect because people are saying, No, we don't agree with you and we don't want you to represent us. Stay on your side of the fence to a certain degree. And if I was Greer, I wouldn't want anything to do with these folks. Absolutely not. He's done a lot of quality work. He's trying to keep it on the up and up. He's trying to save face as much as possible, even with the hippy-dippy, strange CE5 stuff that I think uh, you know, might have some uh, unscrupulous components to it and some cult-like elements uh, for sure, and the narcissism and all the other stuff you know about Greer. He said in that clip, everything that needs to be done – to try to validate a Corey Good, not to just start blindly endorsing him and creating chapters and books and comic series called comic disclosure. I mean, do we really believe that the only guy that is the ambassador to extraterrestrial races, the only guy, it's him. And there might be other people, but this is the guy, you know, uh, in his spare time, because he's got so much time on his hands, he's making
2: comic books and hobnobbing in Hollywood. And making really bad music. But just here's the thing: uh, every guy that I meet that uh, has a contact story or who uh, have uh, been abducted, right? Usually, they come out saying that they're the guy. And so it doesn't really shock me that we have your uh, now, Mr. Wilcox saying that he's the guy. Like the, it seems like there's a, an ego thing also, where you know you, you feel so. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, you know just a psychological thing, or they feel honored uh, by you know promoting this stuff so badly that they want to be like the head always. But it seems like that's a common thread. It's always I'm the one, I'm the messiah kind of like figure. You know, yes, you know, there is a messiah
1: complex associated with these people, mm-hmm. and you brought to our attention in the foreground of the show that the word guru is how mm-hmm. we need to replace guru, whistleblower. Okay when it comes to a guy like Corey Good, in my opinion. And it is so slick, down to the fact that they've really been able to pivot with his inconsistencies and with his sort of shy nature and his uh, uh, level of energy, which is sort of calm and centered and and seemingly uh, low-level friendly and... Uh, they've really pivoted around that. They've been able to kind of harness that and say, this is a warm blanket here, this Corey good. uh He is good for you, and you need it, as right. David but points he, out. But he has um, to, here's to be, what, he
2: has to be uh, that way, though, just because if he's not, uh, if he is in any way insulting to a uh, major part of the population or if he comes off. But that's you know, the, if, problem. It, as a the problem. Here's the problem. I people the wrong way, so he has to kind of be like that absolutely agree yeah. and and here's the problem
1: is that those uh the cracks in the wall are starting to leak a lot of water, and yes, this is yeah. why this is really becoming quite the dramatic episode because uh in our next clip, the floods the negative haters as we're being labeled, I call the sane rational ufology members the community members uh. Are doing radio, they're doing research, and they're they're not afraid to speak. Why? Because they're not making money, and many of them are trying to. Maybe they're naive, but they're trying to make a brand for themselves via YouTube or whatnot, um, based on real factual information instead of gimmick. And maybe that's because they're newbies, but. That's great because I'm about to introduce you to a new guard member. It's not in my new guard, but I consider him the kind of new guard member that we need. And this guy, I'm not associated with him. I don't know him. I've never spoken with him. But the three-part series alone and then the aftermath he did, uh he just started uh, an entire exposé on the secret space program and this entire debacle is this gentleman who runs The Dark Journalist. He goes by the handle Dark Journalist. And I want to play you a clip of, this is hours of audio, and I would hope that you would want to go check this out for sure, but Bill Ryan uh, talking to him exclusively. This is the only person he's done an interview with about the truth about Corey Good, And by no means is Ryan looking to expose Good. For the personal things that he had to give up to a certain degree to tell the truth, but at some point, like I said, how do you look in the mirror? You know, it's difficult when you know that the whole, the stuff's horseshit. So let's go ahead and play some of this dark journalist. Like I said, this is just a snippet, but at least you can see what the other side is talking about—not just me. Plenty of folks, high-level people we are now being labeled as haters, negative Nellies, uh, you name it, burnouts, uh, jealous, you name it. So let's go oh, ahead and that play that. Bur-
2: that burnout part kind of hits home here, though, Jesse. But,
9: yeah, that's pretty part. One of the things that you've pointed out, and I think this is really important, has to do with why some apparently reputable researchers will seize on these stories – Without doing due diligence on them.
10: Oh, my goodness.
9: Yes. And this is okay. absolutely crucial. Now, we see this, um, and I do feel that on some level, they understand that the appeal of these stories is a kind of emotional satisfaction. So there's, they're starting to move away from evidence, and they're going into emotional satisfaction. Now, Michael Sala um, bought Corey Good's line, hook, line, and sinker, and went into a very interesting pattern. You know, he had written some very interesting books about JFK and the secret space program. And um, I thought that his information, uh, you know, he was doing research, trying to find different angles. Then all of a sudden he started writing all about blue avians and Corey Good and all the rest of it. But now uh, he would put something together recently, which was about pre-atomite giants, that okay. supposedly Corey Goode has given him information about stasis chambers. And the reason that we use the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan was actually to bomb these giants. And this is all the next phase of the funny uh, conversation that's going on here. So they're moving mm-hmm. from the secret space program into these giants. And I want to catch it at this point of incubation okay. here. Um, now. Included with this is the fact that I noticed that in a good deal of this type of material, uh, let's say it's almost like a secondary weird version of the secret space program, that they borrow themes uh, very often from people who are out there doing research on this. And even if it's not their main subject, like Joseph Farrell. So last year, Joseph Farrell reported on the oddity of the fact that in Antarctica, uh, a number of high-profile people were going there, but the person that caught his attention since he's so tuned into Russian politics was basically the Russian Pope, went to Antarctica. And um, and then the story came up about Buzz Aldrin and all the rest of it. And Farrell uh, tracked the story in a series of blogs and didn't make a big deal about it. He was doing his research on it, and there it was on his site. I noticed instantly that all the Corey good Gaia stuff started to move towards Antarctica. It was just the they were moving out of whatever they were doing and bright headed for Antarctica, but all of a sudden, Cory Good had all this stuff about well the cone heads you know and the the civilizations there, the bloodlines they're awakening the ancient atlanteans that 's what that 's all about and my friends in the secret uh, you know Alliance are telling me all this, and i 'm you know in- inspecting these stasis chambers of giants and And now Michael Sella is doing presentations on these giants. Um, So we see here now we have a new kind of adult fairy tale taking place. And this is the next one. You were talking about material uh, and people coming up with material, like a comedian needs a new routine. So Mm -hmm. here we're going into this one. Now, before this one gets into full gear, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of commenting on it as I see it rise. If you're looking at this information, how do you identify well, this looks like something, you know, that is genuine versus this looks like somebody going into the fantasy stage of their science fiction novel, comic book.
10: What has sort of happened there, which I think you sort of spelled out, but but perhaps I can distill it to the salient points, is you've got, for instance, Joseph Farrell, who's just pointing out apparently anomalous and interesting pieces of information In the public domain, Mm -hmm. you know, and and saying, okay, you know, don't know what this means, but this is curious and it's kind of anomalous. And let's just note this for the record. And that's what researchers do. Mm -hmm. And then if then this now becomes what. What one could call trending (laughs) in the in the alternative media, it's like, okay, you know. Everyone's kind of starting to look at Antarctica, <laughs> then it becomes opportunistic for somebody else to start talking about Antarctica. Right. And because, as I said before, um, and it's like permit the glib sort of um, uh, summary here, like these wide eyed, enthusiastic, maybe, maybe inexperienced people in the audience are interested in Antarctica and why shouldn't they be interested in Antarctica Mm -hmm. and have picked up some of the, these basic anomalies. Now they're interested in Antarctica and then a whole bunch, a whole slew more of stuff comes along about Antarctica. And then what they do is they swallow it all because it's all about Antarctica because they don't have any filters to say, well, this is documented. This is hearsay. This is, inference from other strange things that have happened in the past like for instance linda howe's testimony from um from from um uh insiders who she interviewed over 10 years ago and so on and so forth it's like you put all this together and then somehow this other stuff sneaks in through the back okay hats
1: off to start journalists for really spelling it out perfectly i mean You can't say it any better than what he said, which is what we've been talking about for the past half hour, is that the researchers and the audience have been craving stuff that just isn't available right now, secrecy. It's hard to live in a place like I had for so long, Southern California, where you knew that the answers to many of your questions were only about 60 miles down the road. You just go out into the Mojave and you knew that you had most of the defense contractors and you knew that you had, uh, Nellis Air Range and you had, uh, Edwards Air Force Base. And then if you kept going, obviously you were going to run into Las Vegas and we all know what's out there. Uh, not to mention what's underground that you're just not allowed to know about, even though you pay for it with your tax money. So dark journalists said, no, we're not haters. This story is silly, but we understand why it's being accepted by certain folks and how it's being profited from. So I couldn't have said it any better. This guy is uh, right on the money. So I got to give him props. I got to give Bill Ryan props for coming forward because, as you can see, these people are taking on a very large machine and it gets deeper. So let's talk about Corey's kids. I wanted to get that little sound bite that you have when we used to play for Stan Romanek sometimes uh, when I say Corey's kids every time. but Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I do not have to put you on the spot, but I yeah, probably should have done right. that. You... Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Corey's
1: kids! There you go. What is Corey's kids? All right. A lot of this is hearsay. Okay. Oh.
2: okay. Corey's kids, calm down. <laughs> uh got them nothing. all round up now. They're going crazy. Now,
1: look, I'm not trying to poke fun at anyone right now. I really am not with the next clip I'm about to play. But this is kind of the quintessential reason why I wouldn't want to go to a New Age conference and why I want to be looked at differently than those folks. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have anything against them personally, kind of. But let's play this clip. uh And this is going to be the sorry to disappoint you, Corey Good is a human being or something like that. But basically, there's some really attractive young people that have started to make some videos about Corey. And I don't know if they're paying these kids. I don't know. And when we say kids; they're probably in their twenties, early, even maybe early thirties. But to me, they look like kids, a lot of people. Those
5: kind
1: of kids. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> You're gonna see in a minute. This one gal, you, you can look her up. Uh, I think both these people. We're just gonna play one tonight, but uh, a couple of them have gained a lot of popularity. In fact, one of them, uh, his name's Jordan Sather, I believe. He is now. uh announced at Contact in the Desert that he's co-authoring a book with Corey about the secret space program along with Bob Wood and Linda Malton Howe. Of course, I have now heard that Linda Malton Howe uh, says that that is rubbish. So, the plot thickens. Let's go ahead and play you why I don't want to be associated besides the obvious reasons that we've laid out in the past Hour and Change with uh, the New Age community. Go ahead and play that if you would, sir.
2: And here we roll.
4: Hi, this is Teresa from Divine Frequency. And as you guys know, I went to Contact in the Desert last week. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So let's get right into it. I wanted to specifically talk about Corey Good. So... I found Corey good, as you guys know from my last video, when uh, I was in the deep, dark recesses of the internet and listening to podcasts and stumbled across his story. And as you know, it resonated with me strongly. Secret Space Program started, like, learning about it. Well, soon after that, maybe not soon after that, but after that, he got a gig with David Wilcock on Cosmic Disclosure. So I started watching Cosmic Disclosure, and what I want to talk about a little bit is, like, discernment, right? That's a huge part of this process of uh, weeding out disclosure, trying to figure out what we actually believe in. Well, when I first started watching Cosmic Disclosure, you know, you just, you leave your opinions at the door. Why? Because you're in the data gathering phase, right? So as much as I enjoyed the story and everything, it's, you really have to like spend the time. You have to sit with the information. Uh, It started to get really deep. It started to get really dark, as you guys probably know, because you probably watched all of it. So after a while of this, going through this process of taking information in and really sitting with it, after a few seasons of this, I start to think, you know, and and I'm sure you guys had this experience. You're watching his testimony, and you're reading him. You're reading his body language, and you're thinking, like, he's not lying. He really isn't. Either he believes it, I mean, he, he definitely believes it. Either he believes it and it's not true, or he believes it and it is true, but he definitely, whatever it is, he believes his story. He's not lying at all. Uh, so that you, that's at least that, right? And when it comes down to it, when you have a situation like this, you're really taking someone else's word for it, right? So there are probably a lot of people out there that are thinking like, no, I'm not going to take somebody else's word for it, right? Which is totally fine. And I was sitting there on that fence too, myself, what changed was when people started coming out to corroborate his story. Whenever, I don't remember what season it was, but when people started to come out and talk about, yeah, you know, Corey Good's right. And this is why. Uh, this is when everything started to blow up for Corey, as you guys know. We've all been there. We've watched it happen. Well, the important thing about this video and what I wanted to talk about was going to contact in the desert, I actually was able to meet Corey. I met him, and I met his wife, I met his team, I met his business partner, Roger. I met these people, I hung out with them, and they're normal people. I sat there and I talked with Corey and Stacy about Texas. They're from Texas, I'm from Texas, we're from the same areas, we've lived in the same towns, we've driven down the same streets. We probably, if we dug dug deep enough, probably know some of the same people, she's worked At companies that I've had friends work at for years. These are real, tangible people. This is not something that you can get caught up in internet land where you feel like it's not really real. Where you think that it's very abstract and it's away from you. And it's not tangible. But what I experienced and where I am now, I've taken that journey, that story that I learned about, that I resonated with and followed and researched and all of that... And now here I'm standing with some real live anecdote to add to that whole process. So in speaking with these people, I feel like it's validated. I'm also seeing, uh, you know, I got to meet Bob Wood and, you know, Michael Sala and these amazing individuals that are working toward the cause. So let's shift now. So... That's all good, but another thing to bring it down to Earth is there are tangible projects that are happening right now that these people are a part of, that they're bringing out to you so you can take this information and you can learn more. It's not just about, okay, here's a guy who claims he's in the secret space program and was on a show on Cosmic Disclosure and da-da-da. No, there's a book coming out, and it's called The Case for a Secret Space Program. This is a collaborative effort. With Corey Good, Dr. Michael Sala, Bob Wood, Linda Milton, How, Jordan Sather, if you're putting this together. This is going to come out at the Move On Symposium in I think June, and we can all read it. I'm super excited about that. Uh, there are also other projects going on. You've got full disclosure now, true disclosure, which I'm actually going to be a part of. I'm going to be helping with their YouTube channel, so be on the lookout for that. There are lots of things going on right now related to disclosure, and especially with Corey Good and his team that. We get to see, we get to be a part of this, and here in the next couple of months, there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff coming out. So I just wanted to give you my thoughts. Uh, If you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. As always, you can email me at thedivinefrequency at gmail.com. Another thing that I just announced today that I'm super excited about... I have been given the opportunity to do the exclusive first time ever in the world interview with Stacey Good. I am so excited. She is such a lovely individual. And I have to tell you guys, when I first met her, I walked up to her and I gave her a big old hug. And I said, Stacy, thank you so much for your service. I know what it's like being in a military family where you are in a supportive role. The men are going off to the war. They're flying their planes. They're doing all this stuff. And you play that role where you're keeping everything together. You're supporting them. And I know that there's such a deep story there. And some of you, I know, have met Stacy and met Corey as well. And she's just such an amazing person. And I, not even five minutes into the conversation, I think I said... Stacey, I am dying to know your story. And I know that the rest of the world is dying to know your story as well. And as the weekend progressed and we talked more and more and became closer, she has really given me the honor of being able to help facilitate getting her story out there. So uh, shout out to you, Stacey. I cannot wait to speak with you this week uh, and get your story out there. And uh, a big thank you just to the good family in general. So I uh, I support you guys. And I know that there's a whole whole big group of us that are supporting y'all. So um, there it is, and if you have questions that you want to ask Stacy, please, please, please email me. I'm going to put a list together and see how many of those questions we can get asked. Uh, also, I my, uh,
5: oh, my Oh, gosh. Oh, my God.
2: God. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, God. Is it Oh, off? my God. It's, like, I'm telling you right now, I feel so connected, and we're going to be live doing these book tours, and... Oh my god, it's gonna be so hot. Okay, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying I'm that, That's all I got from that, Jeff. That's all I got from
1: that. You know, I wish the audience could have heard us in the background uh while the clip was playing. But l- listen, I'm not trying to to bash this gal at all. I really am not. Uh she's but let's let's break it down. Number one, she's uh incredibly good looking. Okay. That helps I don't- and so is Jordan, by the way. So I don't think that they're picking ugly New Agers, of which there are plenty, as I've described uh, what the body types are usual, uh, per usual in ufology for the most part. So they just so happen to find two people in New Age. By the way, New Agers are usually better looking, but not by much than ufology folks. We're grittier. Um, it's just they happen to, because are they can
2: be older than uh, what's New that? It's just an age thing, you right? Because technology folks tend to be older and
1: well, fatty. that's right. And you're hitting it on the head. So Gaia yeah. is smart enough to go, "Hey, uh, social media lies in the hands, for the most part, of the young, and that's who we want to attract." So up comes this perky, blonde, uh, beautiful young lady who is super excited. Oh my god! And she. Almost went into how she was convinced of CG, uh, but I wasn't able to discern anything from it whatsoever, except that it was some sort of uh, commercial for stuff oh my coming God. up. Right? Uh, so, yeah, it, this kind of thing is starting, and you're getting to see. What that side of the fence is, where it's like, hey, if you're not on board, that's cool, but like, whatever, don't be a hater, you know, that kind of thing. Mic drop, you know, and it's really weird. We haven't been exposed to this in this subject as far as I know, and it's getting very, very strange. So, that clip, there's more to that, of course, and now as you can see, Corey's wife, is becoming somewhat of a minor celeb uh, as they bring her into the fold. Always happens. But again, why isn't the focus on validating this individual? Why is it so easily digestible for people, and I think I know the answer, uh, for them to think that if someone had done a quarter of what this guy claims. There must be a way of validating an inch, a centimeter, a midgen of the story. And the reason that it's not is, number one, what I think is the reason is because it's not true. So obviously it can't be proven unless there was some sort of uh, grandiose NASA-like cover-up. I also took offense when Jimmy used the moon hoax – as an analogy for the uh, Corey Good folks, because the difference with the moon hoax is that there's a ton of proof. There are witnesses. There are people involved that have scientific evidence, and even more so in the past week with uh, one of the astronauts going on camera. I don't know if you knew this, Angel, but... Going on camera, this is uh, Tippett, I forgot his first name, and telling the audience that the technology to go back to the moon was destroyed. It was one of the weirdest clips I've seen in a long, long time. If you go on YouTube uh, and check it out, you will be amazed. He doesn't elaborate. He just says it's been destroyed. So now all the astronauts are talking about how we can get out of low-level orbit because, presently, we can't. We cannot do something in 2017 that we did in the 60s. Okay, so – Or don't so we're being told, Mr. Randolph. Yes. Well, again, that would be and is a terrific tale, unfortunately. Right. There is absolutely nothing to back it up yet. At and all. keep That's in mind something part. else. Something else real quick. I disagree with a lot of folks on Avalon. I disagree with a lot of things that I think Bill Ryan probably believes in. Uh, I have leaned towards being a conservative in this field for a long, long time now. And I will continue to do so because that's the only way to really validate it at at some level. So – Look, there's some stories that make your head scratch. You know, you scratch your head and you just, I just don't know, that kind of thing. This story, this Corey Good nonsense, uh, it's not, it's not difficult to see through it, to see that it's a tale, that it's a, a Jonathan Reed type gimmick. Okay, that it's a Dan Burrish kind of gimmick without the fun, uh, with the funding. These guys didn't have the funding. He has the funding. Okay. We're coming down to the wire here. I'm saving uh, one goodie for last because it's more of a fun thing. Um, Goodie. Look, Roswell case. I'm going to go on and on. I could go on and on. on. There's facts. There's witnesses. There's testimony. There's quality of the messenger. I mean, you can't try to group this tale in. Now, again, if we're talking about real researchers – Let's say I put a guy like Don Schmidt, who I respect greatly, even after the Roswell slides, and I take a guy like, uh, well, let's take Dolan again. I'll take Richard Dolan or Nick Pope, and I put him on the Corey Good story, and I say, guys, here's a hundred grand uh, for your time. I want you to take the next week and just uh, try to dig into this story and see if there's any weight to it. I mean, do we think that they would actually come up with any supporting evidence to the good story?
2: Mm-mm.
1: Of course not, right? Nope. Not so, And I, I'm sure they'd be happy to take the money, too. So I hope tonight the point was not, hey, what does Randolph think about Corey Good? I'm sick of that. I wanted to show you how this gentleman, his story, his marketing machine, this chemistry of Gaia and what they're starting to do to this space. They're not starting to, they're doing it because of money. Uh, Now keep in mind, Open Minds, when they came out on the scene, they had some money. But they they did it the way it had uh, always been done to a certain degree. I mean, there's some respect involved here to try to go with making ufology a science, like biology, right? Doesn't that make sense? No, not not on the New Age side. I get that. But tonight was about painting the picture across the board, what people think of this gentleman, what's really going on, and – by no means is this the end. This has just begun. This is the story right now. Like I said, this has overshadowed this breaking news about Peter Robbins and Larry Warren, which is a huge story. We're talking about a best-selling book in the UK. A huge... This is the the English Roswell, Rendlesham. And for Peter to do what he did... Is heavy, 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 but the Corey Good, the Jimmy Church, the David Wilcock, Gaia Machine against Project Avalon, Dark Journalist. Uh, I want to say the uh, sane, rational ufologists, and it's a, it's a war, and it's really interesting to see who comes up the winner here. I don't think it's going to be one of these things, Angel, where it sort of just kind of fades. It's got to come to a head, like a
2: zit. Yeah, I agree. It's got to pop at that some point, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that tonight. What mm-hmm. we're going to do in our last little segment here is, uh, again, some people hold a lot of weight in the uh, opinions and dogma uh, via channelers, okay? So I decided, why don't we ask the channeling community what they think of Corey Good? And sure enough, if you ask the magic genie of YouTube, you'll find it. And I did. And sure enough, everyone from your grandma to your channeling buddy (laughs) is coming in with their opinion on this. So let's find out what the channeling community
7: thinks about Corey Good. We go. Hello everyone and welcome to this special presentation of a channeling by Cosmic Awareness regarding the controversy that is out there in the alternative community between the groups that support Corey Good and Associates versus such as Bill Ryan and Daniel List, List and others who are opposing the claims made by Corey Good and, and his followers. Now, I want to emphasize right now that this is a channeling of cosmic awareness on certain questions we have uh, collected to present cosmic awareness and is thus only a viewpoint and actually it isn't even necessarily our viewpoint but it certainly guides us in being neutral observers of the events that are taking place and coming to our own conclusions. And, of course, by our own conclusions, I am referring to myself and my beloved wife, Callista, who is off camera today and will be presenting the questions to Cosmic Awareness. That which is Cosmic Awareness is indeed now available. And... Is certainly interested in discussing the controversy that has erupted in the alternate community over the last several weeks. This controversy between such as Corey Good and his associates versus those who are opposed to mm, Corey Good and his associates. Therefore, this awareness will move forward directly into the questions at this time.
3: Thank you awareness. We just are going to I'm going to ask you a few questions today and I'm just asking if you can present some really short answers. The first question I have is this. Are people such as Bill Ryan and Daniel List deceivers with a hidden agenda against Cory Goode and those associated with him.
7: That this awareness says outright, these ones, such as Bill Ryan and Daniel List and others, are not deceivers, but rather truly ones who are smelling a dying or dead rat in that which is being presented through Corey Good and his group and have felt a need to speak up against perceived lies and dishonesty. That this awareness can say that these two in particular, Daniel List and Bill Ryan, are men of great integrity and to also point out incongruities that are as well contained in the information released but also to show those who are interested that perhaps this is not what it seems to be and that all should be asking questions about that which is being presented through Corey Good and his followers and through his associates.
3: Thank you. My second question is, is Corey good and those associated with him presenting the truth?
7: This of course is a difficult question to answer in some ways because the truth is always relative to those holding a truth or a set of truths and to those who hold that truth that they will not see it as deception or lies if they are truly innocent and sincere, but there are others who are not innocent and sincere, who know exactly what is going on, and that there is deliberate manipulation and control in this matter, specifically to Corey Good. that this awareness states that this individual is compromised, And while it may be that he thinks he is presenting the truth, it is through this compromisation or the comprising of this individual that the situation has arisen, that he is being used by certain ones to present an agenda for mass consumption in the alternative community. Therefore, If this awareness were to state directly whether he is speaking the truth or not, in a grander scale of things, this awareness declares that he is not speaking the truth, yet he does think he is. And there are many of his followers who believe him to be an honest man and man of integrity and impeccability and in this belief they too are mm, mm, spreading the lies and deceits that are being fed to him through mm, his organization and those who truly control the organization.
3: Thank you. So are the blue avians and the sphere being alliance real?
7: This awareness will be direct. They are not real. They are a fabrication that has has been put out there as real. It is to be remembered that when individuals hold something to be true and hold that energy so strongly that they put their own personal energies into the issue and into the matter, a certain validity occurs around these ones and thus even though this awareness says this is a lie this is a deceit this has been manufactured to the many who hold that it is the truth there is a truth or reality that is connected to these ones however this awareness does declare again that it is a deceit and manufactured
2: it, it's a manufactured well, the <laughs> clip. The
1: audio you is you, You're making me laugh the whole time, but <laughs> that, I'm trying to pull it together. You're right. Um, there when, you when have did, it. would the channeling become like? Something like a robot? Like what did that happen? I don't know. There seems to be, like you said, um, a uh, an accent, a channeling accent. We're gonna use. You were doing an impression of it. it. Was pretty good.
2: Good. We're here gathered together. <laughs> we're going to talk about Corey's no good, good parts and good, no good, no good parts. <laughs> David Wilcox. No, 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 easy, easy. Okay, listen. <laughs> I gotta.
1: That get kind that of was, dirty. I'm sorry. Look, that was for fun. But honestly, the uh, to get serious for a moment. There is just as much credibility in that clip I played than the entire story of Corey Good. Uh, so even though it's kind of funny, kind of silly, I played it for that particular reason, to kind of point out to you that you got to dig deeper, kids. I know it's frustrating. I know it's hard dealing with secrecy. I know it's hard looking in the mirror and saying, uh, I don't matter on the grand scale because I'm not allowed to to know. I'm not on the need-to-know list, and that feels bad. It does. Uh, That's where we need to keep our energies focused, not on trying to find gurus for salvation. That's frightening, and that leads to a lot of negative results, and we've seen it. We've seen it in the past with Heaven's Gate. Um, We've seen it in the past with many different cults, so we need to keep that in mind. Uh, On another before we leave tonight, I had to make an announcement and put my two cents in about the debacle over at MUFON this past week with the um, racist rant that the Pennsylvania directors uh, flare up on, I believe it was Facebook, but an absolute public relations nightmare for MUFON that one of their directors, a high level guy in their community, uh, would say these horrible, blatant racism, racist type, uh, sentences that he wrote on Facebook regarding black people. So, of course I don't support that. Of course I think that's a, uh, a terrible thing for MUFON. The way that they handled it immediately was not very good either. Um, And now they are sort of playing catch-up, very similar to the guy who got thrown off the airplane and how the airline responded at first compared to how they responded the next day. Of course, this gentleman has now been fired. I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to give him any uh, press in that respect. He's someone that should be disregarded as someone we want to have anything to do with. And what a sad day for MUFON. Uh, even after allowing a guy like Corey Goode and Andrew Massaggio to be a part of their upcoming symposium, as you heard tonight. Uh, this is not going in the right direction, MUFON. No, it is not. In fact, Angel, would you mind flipping me Chase Klosky's email this week? I would love to get her opinion. No problem. Maybe she could come on the program next week or... Give us a little taste of what's going on over there and uh, how MUFON plans to deal with this. But what I really want to talk to her about would be, because she's a straight shooter, you know. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with her. And she does real research, okay, like many within MUFON. How could she be okay with making Corey Good an integral part of the MUFON organization? I find that just a mind blower. So let's put the emphasis on the people who uh, have the current respect from the community as the official body, the governing body, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, known worldwide, how they could allow uh, a guru type slash fraud slash new age person to be a part of their symposium as a headliner. I I'm blown away. Still. So bad week for Mufon, obviously. Good week for mm. ufology. You know, uh, this has been good for purging, because like I said, Corey Good is a metaphor. Corey Good is not it's not about Corey Good. Is he a nice person? Probably. I don't know. And I don't care. His story is what matters. What he represents is what matters. And all of a sudden, ufology and the and the people who really care about it, about the real meaning behind it, what it represents, uh, these people are coming back and they're saying, no, 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 sir. You are not going to take over this space. You are not going to represent my views. And by using the protocols that we stand by, that we stand for, I'm going to point out the inconsistencies and the absolute nonsense that this fantasy world is, and that's what it is. It just sounds like B-level teen science fiction books that you would see at, you know, Brentano's and uh, Dalton Books when I was a kid, and I'd just sit there for hours flipping through them. That's what this stuff sounds like because that's what it is. So it's not a personal vendetta on anyone's part except to point these things out because that's what we do. That's what we've been doing for years. Somebody comes into the ring and they say, I'm an abductee. Guess what? We need to scrutinize that claim. We need to validate the claim. There's protocols behind investigate, investigation. And obviously that has not happened. With this case uh, on the New Age side, because it doesn't happen, because it's a it's a faux pas. It's, it's something it, it's it's something you cannot do. It's a no no. You do not question people's credibility. Well, not on this program, and not in the circles I hang out with, sir. With that being said, Angel, I think yes, we sir. got it across tonight. I think we really painted the Corey Good picture to this audience and showed everyone what the top tier folks think are good, where this is going. It's an ongoing soap opera. We don't have an end point right now. You know what I mean? So Stay tuned because there's no way we're going to stop talking about this. This is too important to the subject and it's too important to where these conferences are heading which has been in decline for years now mostly because of finance. So If you have the banker banker in your corner right now, I get why you're singing Dixie. I get why you're whistling and talking about how this is growing and it's getting really great. And if any of those haters have something to say, well, uh, I'm just going to ignore it because I don't oh, care. Yeah. And it's like, sure, you don't care. I get it, man. You want a new car, you want a new boat. But this subject's important to a lot of people. It's sacred, it's more religious than any religion. Uh, that's land-based earth-based in my opinion so with that being said we've covered a lot of ground tonight i'm looking forward to your comments and thoughts as always uh, i will keep listening to the airwaves the podcast this week and keep you updated on the Corey good situation i would really want to hear more about a uh, possible breakup with Wilcock, if there is any substance to that, which at this point we hmm. don't know that there is. Of course, uh, that's third-person information right now. Of course, uh, we want to know more about that, too. So if you have information, please contact Angel, uh, and we will get that on the air. With that being said, let's meet together again next Thursday night here right at PSN Radio. The only yes, place sir. that I like to listen to ufology, sort mm-hmm. of. And 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time every Thursday night. We're live without a net. This is Jesse Randolph with the angel of ufology, Mr. Ooh. Angel Espino, wishing you good day, sir.
6: Until to this day of your time, we will see yes. you next week on Ufodot Radio. Radio. <laughs> Take care, everyone.